From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. Florida Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo's priority for the upcoming session is health care. Alexandra Glorioso has the details. That's right, Mark. Much like she tried to improve access to affordable housing last year through the Live Local Act, Pasadomo is now working to improve access to free or low-cost health care through Live Healthy, a package of legislation that focuses on primary care, technology, and the workforce. Pasadomo said at a press conference that lawyers should educate themselves on the potential ways the new measures could benefit their clients. Estate planners, for instance, could tell their aging clients about new technology in nearby nursing homes or assisted living facilities. She gave an example of floors in a Lee County assisted living facility that sensed when a resident fell and alerted the front desk. She says lawyers representing hospitals could notify them about a part of the measure enabling businesses to get low interest loans from the state to implement the new technology. Legal aid clinics advising clients without health insurance could go to a new Department of Health website to find out where the free and low cost primary care clinics and screenings are in their areas and when. The bills don't contemplate expanding Medicaid to the working poor. The measures will likely be modified during session, but if Live Local is any indication, Pasadomo will get much of what she wants during the negotiation process with the State House for her highest priority issue. A House panel has approved a bipartisan measure crafted with the help of the family law section that would mandate safe locations to exchange custody of minor children. Jim, tell us about it. The House Civil Justice Subcommittee recently voted 18 to 0 to approve HB 385 by Representative Joel Rudman, a Navarro Republican. Representative Hillary Cassell, a Hollywood Democrat and an attorney, is the co-sponsor. Among other things, the measure would authorize courts to require a safe exchange location if there is competent substantial evidence that there is a risk of imminent threat of harm to one parent or the child. We're actually allowing the courts to decide when, where, and how it's appropriate to use these locations, Rudman said. Local sheriffs would be required to designate a portion of their parking lots to make the exchanges. The location would have to be accessible 24-7, video monitored, and designated by a sign or a purple light. Republican Representative Tracy Coster of Tampa, a family law practitioner, said she likes a provision that would require petitions for protective orders to have a checkbox for requesting safe exchange locations. Victims who may need them are often too distraught to read through the fine print of a statute to know the option is available, Coster said. The bill is dubbed Cassie Carley's Law. The 37-year-old Navarre mother vanished in March 2022 after exchanging her toddler daughter in a restaurant parking lot. The woman's body was found six weeks later in Alabama. The child's father is facing charges. Rudman told the panel the bill has been revised since a similar version passed the House last session only to stall in the Senate. Redmond says the latest version gives sheriffs, not county commissions, the authority to designate the safe exchange location. Amy Reed, a South Florida attorney, said she and her family law section colleagues worked with Redmond to refine the measure. She said the section also worked with Cassell last session on Grayson's Law. That bill gave courts greater authority to consider threats of sexual abuse and domestic violence when weighing child custody disputes. 
Family Law Section Chair Sarah Kay says the measure would have, quote, positive real-world impacts. The Florida Supreme Court has created a procedure for attorneys to appear in limited manner in civil proceedings. Acting December 7th, the court adopted Civil Rule Procedure 1.041, authorizing lawyers to file a notice limiting the attorney's appearance to a particular proceeding or specific matter prior to the appearance before the court. It also explains that during the attorney's limited appearance, all pleadings must be served on all parties, including the limited appearance attorney. A limited appearance attorney who receives notice of a hearing that is outside the scope of representation must file a notice stating the matter is outside that scope and that the attorney will not attend the court proceeding or hearing. The rule also provides for terminating the limited appearance. The Board of Governors last March voted overwhelmingly to recommend acceptance of the Civil Procedure Rule Committee proposal, with now President Scott Westheimer saying it would promote greater access to the courts and reminding the board that the Supreme Court's special committee to improve the delivery of legal services two years ago recommended better promotion of the bar rule that authorized unbundled legal services. Get this, the Florida Bar Foundation has a new name, FFLA. Alex? Yeah, Mark. The Florida Bar Foundation changed its name last week to FFLA, which stands for Funding Florida Legal Aid. The organization has the same mission as always, but is now trying to raise its profile among the general public about the role it plays in supporting critical civil legal aid programs. FFLA President Murray Silverstein said the organization wants to educate those outside the legal community about its mission, the critical need for legal aid funding, and the valuable economic impact of accessible free legal counsel. The FFLA is responsible for administering money swept from interest earned on trust or IOTA accounts that attorneys use to store their clients' money as civil legal aid grants. As part of that program, FFLA will distribute roughly $32 million this month to about 34 legal aid organizations offering free representation to Floridians in need. It has also distributed $3.8 million in civil legal aid support this year. The Florida Bar Board of Governors established the Florida Bar Foundation in 1956. In 1981, the court created Florida's IOTA rule with the foundation as the named administrator, which was the first in the nation. The first civil legal aid grants in 1982 totaled $291,000. The court made Florida's IOTA program mandatory in 1989. Since then, the court has amended it three times, in 2001, 2021, and 2023. The goal of the 2001 and 2023 changes were to bring in more civil legal aid funding through higher interest rates on the IOTA accounts. New mothers would be excused from jury service up to six months after giving birth under a measure that is moving through the House. Jim? Yeah, that's right. The House Civil Justice Subcommittee voted 18 to 0 to approve HB 461 by Representative Carolina Amnesty, a Windermere Republican. The one-page bill simply states that upon a written request with accompanying birth certificate, a woman who has given birth less than six months before being summoned for jury duty shall be excused from that specific summons for jury service. Lawyer-lawmaker Ashley Gant of Miami told Amnesty she likes the concept. Gant suggested Amnesty consider adding a time frame for submitting the request and a process for confirming the authenticity of the birth certificate. When Amnesty said she would consider the suggestion, 
Another lawyer lawmaker, Tracy Coster of Tampa, asked her if she would go even further and include new fathers. Amnesty says she would consider it because, quote, we want families to thrive in Florida. The Senate Judiciary Committee is scheduled this week to take up a companion measure, SB 462. Senator Aaron Grawl of Fort Pierce, another lawyer lawmaker, is the sponsor. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs, the production of the Journal of News Department. For Jim Ash and Alexandra Glorioso, and of course our crack producer, Jonathan Siegel, behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. 